listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Best of Loud on the Set, Volume 1. What? That's right, Kyle. We went back through the first 20-some-odd episodes. I think 28 or 29. I, I, I forget. But um, I, we, we spliced out the funniest, most memorable moments from our earliest episodes, smashed them all together into a one-hour special. Volume 1, Best of Loud on the Set. Wow. And, Highlights galore. And James is saying we, but... Oh. Really, James had this wonderful idea and has found and has kept a pretty amazing list of hilarious things that we've done on the show. Most of the time, I take these episodes that we make, I listen to them, and I edit them, and I put them out. And by the time I've listened to them three or four times, they all kind of mesh together. <laughs> but you have such a great memory for pulling out these little bits and things and We've discussed some of them on the show before and have had some great ideas. So this is Best of Loud on the Set, Volume 1. And there's more on the way, Kyle. More on the way. But this is our thank you gift. This is a Thanksgiving gift. A Thanksgiving gift. To all of our fans to relive some of our funniest moments from episodes 1 through approximately 28 or so. Believe it or not, there were some. Oh, there's so many. Funny moments. I, I had to leave stuff on the cutting room floor. I had to leave some of our, not not some, but I had to leave very funny things out. All right. We have so much material. Well, without further ado, everybody, happy Thanksgiving and enjoy Best of Loud on the Set, Volume 1. Here we go. In a world where dinosaurs have taken over a park again, <laughs> now we got some things moving. Hey. We didn't think it was going to happen again. It couldn't happen twice. No way. Not no a little alone four times. <laughs> we see a dinosaur change color in front of a bunch of people trying to find it. I and they this. scream, it has camouflage. <laughs> and of course, mom and dad are fighting and they might get divorced. And one kid's sad and the other one's like, suck it up, man. And, <laughs> and who do we have in the background staring longingly at the, re you know, the reunion? Oh, CEO Ice Queen with the typical... I wish I had that cliche. Oh. <laughs> you gotta admit, James. You gotta admit, Kyle. You gotta admit that the CGI was amazing. <laughs> wasn't it? But wasn't the CGI amazing? And to that, I say, when is it not? You know, <laughs> we don't brag nowadays that a movie's in full color, Ooh. right? We, it's not getting me to the box office to know that it's in Dolby Surround Sound. I okay? would like to see that picture, please. She got her comeuppance vis-a-vis <laughs> -a, -vis a dinosaur. Like, oh, your boyfriend's so cool. Right after these people get torn apart by these giant dinosaur animals. It's, or, it... Yeah, or look at me, I'm a fat tourist double-fisting sodas and while <laughs> things are still flying around wildly out of control around me. Tearing people apart. Oh, too bad about this. Oh boy, I hope my, my, I hope my fucking oh, drink doesn't get I cold. I don't even remember which one was diet now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Can't control nature. That's my clap for you. You did that. You had the fun part in there for me. I'm pretty me. sure you Thank established you. that in the first movie, <laughs> that you shouldn't try to dominate this thing. You don't have the true power here. Mother Nature always... Uh... Absolutely. When that proton pack kicked on for the first time, this... <laughs> 
And I also remember being freaked out quite a bit by Slimer when he comes <laughs> flying down the hallway because he's pissed off at Venkman. Right? It was Coney Island, New yeah. York. Well, anyway, she starts demonstrating signs of the stigmata, meaning oh, you yeah. bleed where Jesus bled. Yeah. And blah, 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 right? You get the idea. I don't believe in any of that bullshit, right? <laughs> and, oh, what do you know? She tells me that uh, she can't make it. But you're 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 in a good place, man. Yeah. She's the loser. Right. You're not a loser. Thanks, James. Fuck her. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And oh my god. No, but we come back. Arr! Just as the taxi's pulling away, and he looks like a fucking douchebag idiot for having <laughs> let her go, and she's crying, wondering if she made the right decision. <laughs> what the fuck did you do? How could you let her go? Oh, uh, what did you do? Don't you see he's great? Uh! You just need to compromise. Yeah. You just need to grow. Bye, honey. <laughs> I still love you, too. <laughs> Dad has shotgun. Where do you think I keep the shovel? Where do you think it happened to the last boyfriend ditching, laying in a fucking ditch? Ugga boogers. Ugga boogers. bats thump our chests like the gorillas. <laughs> Ooh, I've we call never chubby. seen... Oh, oh this is horrible. Okay. Yes. Me... Oh. <laughs> the music and the this and the that. This should have been a high-stakes moment. The jailbreak. He's yeah. breaking out. And all I could think the whole time was, you're fucking tiny. What, what are the stakes here? Just hide for like 20 <laughs> minutes, wait for the police station to empty while they scramble around the city looking for you, and you stroll out of there, no problem. But no, this cockamamie bullshit about, oh, we have to hitch, hitch a ride on the patrol car. Why? Uh, to break that perimeter. You're tiny. You're they can't fucking see you. He was hiding on the, like, on the curb. And everybody just ran right past him. So why this rush to get out of there? All right, that's a that's a that's number one. That's a typical case. That's just number one. Yeah. Then there's a point in the movie at which everybody realizes that you know that would be extremely beneficial. <laughs> she's all game. He makes her a suit and says she's gonna do it. And then why didn't you just do all that stuff? You know. So there's a point at which yeah, I understand your point as well, and I understand what they were going she for. Had but they lost yeah. credibility there at the end. She had insider information about the complex. She was a terrific fighter. She had the trust of the villain. The yeah. ants already fucking listened to her. But nope, nope. Let's <laughs> the take the ants already listened to her. Let's take a completely unrefined product in the in the form of a rom-com douchebag Paul Rood and waste time on a training montage to get him up to speed. You could have had this villain taken down overnight. Yeah. Overnight. All Sidebar, right. did you say Rude? Paul Rude? Did is I? Is it Rude? What? I thought it was Whatever, whatever his name is, whatever. <laughs> We're going to make that a... He's forever uh, the guy from Clueless James to me. James will screw everybody's name. All the actors and actresses. Nah, whatever. He's the guy from Clueless. He's the creep that hits on his stepsister in Clueless. You know? <laughs> okay, now... Remember next, that? You yeah. got with the, anyway. Yeah, 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 next point. All right. This movie is stupid and it thinks I'm stupid. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I'm not the one for this job. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've seen that in previous Marvel movies. I'm not the one for cliche talking. I mean, I'm exactly that one right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a training montage where you take a buffoon and you turn him into a, uh, a badass, right? Even Rocky had a montage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We I got some montages going on. Um, the classic... Dad, like, I didn't tell you the truth because I was protecting you, cliche. Like, how often is this going to be used in movies before somebody calls bullshit? Like, how does that protect you? Like, your daughter's an ass-kissing borderline super spy and you're protecting her by keep... Anyway, I'm moving Did on. Did we say ass-kissing or kicking? Uh, kicking. Unless you... <laughs> kicking, right? Unless, All right, that'll be funny on the playback. Kiss... Keep going. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about naming one ant out of thousands just so that we can have... Oh, an emotional connection to one of the ants... 
like as soon as he like, your name is Anthony. I was like, oh great, we get to see either Anthony suffer later in the movie for the mission or die. Like how formulaic. And no? James, I'm an entomologist by bullshit. trade. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I saw that in Iron Man One. But you'll die. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Don't overload the circuits, uh, Tony. You'll die. Do it, Peppa. <laughs> All right, we saw that in Iron Man One. We saw it in Captain America One. I gotta put her down into the ocean. No, but you'll die, Steve. Too bad, you know? I know I owe you that dance, but fuck it, I'm going swimming, you know? Uh, and then we saw it, also, of course, in Avengers 1. Mm -hmm. You know that's a one-way mission, Tony. You fly that nuke up through that wormhole, you're not coming back. <gasps> Connect me through to Peppa, one last call. Come on. Come on. And by the way, the Academy Award goes to James over here hey. for that display. I could be the next Tony Stark if, if, if Downey Jr. is thinking of stepping out. Absolutely. Kyle, let's move on. You know, if you're in a movie theater and everybody's quiet, is that you are there by yourself. You have a really good focus. You have this big screen. You're hearing everything really clearly. And you can focus really well on what's going on. So I think that that's great. And that's a problem, of course, as I've learned when I was younger, going to see movies on dates, especially early dates when you've just <laughs> met some people. This good can point. be challenging. People will be either handsy or... <laughs> <laughs> or communicative during the film and I usually want to say oh please be quiet so I can hear <laughs> what this person is saying but you know some situations that's not the case lately my sort of go-to situation is having a day off from work in the middle of the week you know not a Saturday not a Sunday although I have gone a couple of Saturdays that really makes me feel sad sometimes <laughs> I'll admit it's not the going to the movie alone it's that wow it's a Saturday it's sunny out fuck me right? <laughs> believe that I saw most in the theater is actually going to lead us into part of our discussion in a little bit. But that movie, oh, the man, this is going to be embarrassing, is Les Miserables. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Why? on that Why? tangent, was your going alone experience hurt by the fact that they were bad movies? Had you had people there? to like pick it apart and be like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. I'm James, I'm from Brooklyn. This is stupid, hey, what's going on here? Would that have been more fun? Would that have been made the experience better? Going to see the movie by ourselves. Listen is, folks, going to the movies by yourself is okay. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's fine, do it. it I do In it. In fact, I encourage you to do it because then you won't be talking to the fucking jerk off next to you and ruining my movie experience. Exactly. The and more of us that go by ourselves, the, we can the, the, start a revolution The quieter here. will be. There'll be more the respect quieter. in the movie theater. Don't and pull out your phone. My sister won't have to throw gummy bears at your friend's head because he's yapping. <laughs> I won't have to kick your seat and get in your face, which I've done. You know, like, we'll all be, we'll all be flying solo. We'll all be going solo. See, I don't remember Deep Impact so much. It obviously I, didn't have a deep impact on you. No, I, I remember it being I remember it being way better than Armageddon because was, Armageddon is yeah. absolute garbage. <laughs> but I, I didn't want this I didn't want this podcast to end without mentioning the obvious about Armageddon. I I'm sure this is out there on the internet in many other places, but just in case our listening audience hasn't pointed out or hasn't realized, Armageddon is typical is Michael Bay, right? Yeah. Michael Bay bullshit. <laughs> um I, I classify this in the ways you should have done this instead of that. Train the astronauts to be drillers, not the other way around. <laughs> oh my the God. minute the minute any of those jerk off uh, drilling guys gave you problems, <laughs> you just said, you know what? It's easier to give an astronaut who's an intelligent, obedient, uh, upright citizen a crash Whoa. course on drilling than vice versa. 
So what a huge fucking plot hole, Kyle. And Jennifer. Whoa. <laughs> hey. Are you like, you're throwing some serious shade on drillers there. Like, they... No, no, no. Not drillers. I, I know some like incredible. No, 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 no. I know not, some drillers. Not drillers. <laughs> not drillers. Citizens. Those drillers. I said the minute a driller gets out of control and starts going to strip clubs and acting like typical bug-eyed, goofy-looking Steve Buscemi types. Whoa, you whoa, get the, whoa. You get him the hell out of there and you bring in Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Are, I mean, Steve Buscemi. He nah, he's is, all right. He's all right. Sorry, Steve. No, yeah. you know what? No, oh, sorry. Right. There's oh. one thing about this, but I never apologize. James, is, I'll apologize on behalf of myself. All right, you and, do it. I'm not. James you know well. I won't. Yes. Steve Buscemi, you're great. All right, let's, I, let's move on. Let's okay. move. Oh, Gone with the Wind is our first film. I absolutely love Gone with the Wind. Da, 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 da. Fantastic wow. movie. We're all going back to Tara in our hearts. It's a, just a wonderful picture. The cinematography is so gorgeous. A lot of people can't sit through it. It's got a really long runtime. I fell asleep the first time I watched it. <laughs> but what you can do is just grab a Red Bull, sit down, watch that movie. It's fantastic. Such good stories, such good characters. And frankly, James, I don't give a darn if you know what I'm saying. You're up, sir. And I don't give a damn because I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. Oh, my goodness. Confession time. Uh, Kyle, I get this weird hang-up, it's been a lifelong hang-up, where I simply can't watch, I can't tolerate uh, movies with those old-style voices, they say, and I can't, <laughs> I certainly can't stand black-and-white movies, I just can't. Well, that's good, because it's not in black-and-white, you fool. Oh, it's in color. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so sit down and watch it, punk. Maybe. <laughs> Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, which is not a Star Wars movie in my mind. Um, this is not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> in fitting with the canon of Star Wars, I mean, it offers up some background, some prelude to things. Just read the, just read the plot. You don't need to see the movie. It's just such a disappointment. I went and saw it right when it came out. And I was disappointed, even though I was young and was like, cool pod racing. Totally disappointed by that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, as we say here on Loud and Set, complete garbage. Complete, complete garbage. garbage. You know, I, I'm old enough to have been really critical of this movie when I saw it. I'm sorry, Kyle, I didn't get wrapped up in the podcasting. Right. Cool kid. Uh, I, remember, I remember having the force be completely ruined for me because they took something that was mystical, magical, and undescribable, and George Lucas oh, must have taken yeah. a community college class where for the first time ever he was introduced to mitochondria and chloroplasts, and he created midichlorians, Definitely ruining the force forever. the worst part of it by far. Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, list one that not a lot of people know about, and it's called Winged Migration. Mm. It's another day in nature... Dature documentary. Dature documentary. Can't get through one. You heard it straight from Jesus' All right. mouth. No, Jesus, leave it, I guess. Leave it in. We're rolling. Uh, anyways, I get dragged to a movie with my entire family. And I have a huge family. We're oh, talking, excellent. We're talking mom, stepfather in this instance, all four of my brothers and sisters. And we get dragged to this movie called... Oh, here's the confession time, here's isn't the confession. it? Here's the confession. Say Here's it. the fucking key moment. Give me the name of the movie. I get dragged to a movie called Ghost. <laughs> Kyle's laughing at me. I can't believe this. Anyway, yes, Ghost, Kyle. Ghost, Ghost. with the Patrick Swayze. With Patrick Swayze. Oh, may he, may he rest in peace. And yes, Demi Moore before she got punked by Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yeah, before the punking of a lifetime by oh, Ashton. Oh my goodness. This is way before Ashton Kutcher stepped oh, on the scene. Anyway. I am in this. I'm in. I'm at Ghost, right? <laughs> And, you know, I'm sitting there grumbling my way through the early scenes because I have no idea about, like, what the pottery symbolizes, <laughs> their hand gestures. Like, 
I, you know, not a clue about erotica, right? Oh, haven't man. haven't discovered softcore. You get the idea. Oh. Skin and Max. Haven't, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and suddenly, Patrick Swayze gets shot. Oh, right. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oops. All right. Suddenly, Another post spoiler spoiler sh- warning for you. All right, our bad. We could edit that, but we're not. We're not. All right. And then you know, Patrick Swayze's dead. Oh my God! And Demi Moore's left all by herself. Oh. Kyle, you remember? Oh, I remember. And then the best friend comes in, and the best friend turns out to be a fucking snake. You know, oh. he's a snake bastard, uh, and he's trying to make moves on Demi Moore. Oh. And Patrick Swayze's trying to figure out a way to stop the whole thing. And I'm not going to recap the whole thing. Enough spoilers for today. But eventually, Patrick Swayze materializes in front of Demi Moore. Remember? Yes. In the form. How of, could I forget? In the form of light, magic, whatever. Right. Classic. Doesn't have to. Doesn't have to, you know, use uh, Whoopi Goldberg as an avatar. Like by the end of the, by the end of the movie, he's visible, and they kiss. If you want to call it, they kiss. You know, they kiss. Mm-hmm. Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze, and oh boy, I'm sitting in my chair, and I at some point in the movie, I got totally wrapped up, Kyle. Absolutely. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening to me? Like, get it together, you <laughs> sissy wimp. Like, what am I feeling? What, <laughs> what is this going on inside of me? And sure enough, you know, they they talk a little bit. And at some point, he says to her, like, I love you as he's getting sucked into heaven by the vortex. And she says, ditto. The line that he had said to her so many times when he was still Mm -hmm. alive because he was afraid of those three little words. And I started crying, Kyle. Oh, man. And I'm sitting there thinking, like I said before, just get it together, man. Like, this thing is clearly ending. Like, this is the end. (laughs) The credits are going to come up. I can't have my brother. They'll beat me up. Like... (laughs) I can't, I pull it together. So I'm here to tell you right now that I got away with it. Nobody saw me cry. Oh, Nobody saw me. lucked out. I lucked out in the moment. I, I managed to wipe away all my tears, whatever, and, and <laughs> tuck myself away amongst the crowd and amongst the crowd and not get seen. You know what? My words can't do this justice. Kyle, I'm pretty sure we have the clip, don't we? Oh, yeah, we do, actually. All right. Let's, let's go to the clip, and I'm pretty sure our listeners will understand exactly what I mean. All right, here we go. I love you, Molly. I've always loved you. Ditto. It's amazing, Molly. The love inside, you take it with you. See ya. I haven't seen that in a while. I forgot how how powerful that scene is. Truly moving. And now the listeners know, and Kyle as well, why why I cried. Oh, obviously, why you cried. Yeah. I understand. It's amazing, Molly. The love inside. You take it with you. See ya. See ya. <laughs> I didn't fucking see you. so ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> and our sure. next one. Okay, Jim. I'm going to read you one from Dan. Dan. Hey, Dan. Dan is sending us this message from Singapore. Oh, wow. All the way from Singapore. Excellent. Right? Dan says, loved episode two. Funny stories. 
that story about Shutter Island and the girl walking out with that other dude, priceless. <laughs> Kyle, that's aimed right at you, man. Yeah, React, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that was a singular experience in my life. There's been nothing that's even come close to that. And I think one of the funniest parts of that whole scenario was that when I went up into the theater... Uh, I was like one of the first people in the theater because I've been waiting in line for so long. I went to the top middle of the theater, which is always where I park myself, you know, because that's my good view. I got the whole uh, view of the screen. I'm right in the center. Mm -hmm. I love it. And the movie started packing in because I think it was opening night or close to opening night. (laughs) And... uh, and so eventually, you know, there weren't a lot of seats going around. And everybody does that thing in the theater where they leave, like, the buffer seat. Yep. You know, you leave I the buffer like seat. I don't like that shit, man. I Pack hate in. It. Pack I in. I hate it. And so eventually a group comes in. I, I have two buffer seats on either side of me. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty lonely at this point. Got my popcorn and my drink, and I'm hanging out. And this couple came up, and they asked me if I would move so that they could sit yes, down. Yes, that makes no, sense. No, 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 wait not scoot over one if I could get up and move someplace else so they could have those three seats that were there for their friend that was joining them. So they asked me to get up (laughs) and literally get the hell out of the way. And I said, no. And I scooted over one. And that was all I would give them. And I was so (laughs) pissed off. Like, could this get any worse? So yeah, oh, it did. Another layer to that already oh, classic man. story. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback real yeah, quick because sure. Dan Dan from Singapore, we love you, Dan. Had another quick comment aimed at Kyle, and that comment was, um, "Toy Story. How fucking old is this guy, Kyle? Twenty? Obviously taking shots at our age gap here. Twenty-four. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle hit it. And I can't believe that James has practically seen none of these movies. Um, don't they have movie theaters in New York? Um, gosh, you just have been living in a cultural wasteland. And my sister thinks that you're pretty foul-mouthed. So, James. No, so I'm going to read uh, an email from the anonymous Excellent. mailbag here, listener mailbag. And this one is quite short and, uh, well, here it goes. Loud on the set with Kyle and James. Oh, how I envy the deaf. From Anonymous, City Unknown. All right, next one. I don't know. Like, a lot of comedies to me are really stupid. Like, I tried giving those, I tried giving all, like, the latest wave of all the, uh, like, the Paul Rudes and Rudd. Rudd, excuse me. <laughs> Shit. Um, and the Will Ferrell movies, I can't stand those. Uh, like, old school and Talladega Nights and the one he made about fucking figure skating and and they just cranked out a diamond dozen. I feel the same way about animated films like Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, Finding Nemo, Madagascar, Madagascar 2, Madagascar Penguins. It, it's just on and on and on and on and on. And it's like, um, shout out to my brother Kev again. A lot of times I feel like I've seen this movie, fill in whatever movie in that blank. <laughs> I've seen this movie without even seeing the trailer. Like That's the, very true. The title alone or even a promotional movie poster Come on, you know, like, Absolutely. how many fucking things is Medea going to go through? Like, for example, right? Isn't that it? Isn't Medea, right? Medea goes to jail. Medea, Medea, but... Medea, whatever. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck all that shit. It's got to be either really serious or, yeah, it's, it's a narrow worldview. I know. Whatever. 
<laughs> this is so weird. I can't do this, man. I know. We got to bail that out one, of this. Yeah. This is so effed up. Um, okay. Hey, uh, and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, loud on the set of gmail.com. Um, dude, my heart's racing. This yeah. is so weird. I hear. No, someone's fucking with this, I man. Totally I hear breathing. They totally so... are. Nobody knows we were recording today. No, they don't. Totally empty. All right, yo, let's, let's, fuck, shit, all right, yo, let's hide, let's hide, you gotta hide, you gotta hide, in that little corner right there, in that little corner, go hide in that corner, go hide in that corner, shit, 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 yo, where's the gun around here, the pencil, the lucky pocket pencil, yo, it's going to stab, no, if he, if he comes in, I'll stab, yo, I'm gonna fucking stab, is it just, it's somebody just messing with me. I'm gonna poke right? my head out. I'm gonna okay. poke my head out. Don't go to. Shit. Okay, we're fine. We gotta pull the cops. Alright, yo, where's your phone? We can keep going. Right here. Yo, yo, there he is. There he is. Yo, I got him. I got him. I got him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Take that. Oh, it was my pencil. Yo. Yo, it's my pen. I think, I think we got him. I think we got him. Let me, let me see. I'm gonna open the door, alright? Think I should open the door? Dude, you open the door if you want. I'm standing way over here. Did you see the face? No, I didn't see the face. Yo, yo, it, it looked like Michael Myers. I'm not even fucking around. You, fuck you, man. It looked like, like Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. Did you just curse? It's, it's okay. I don't care. Don't worry I, about I'm gonna it. open the door. Yeah. Yo, he's, there he is. You see him? Yo, he's laying on the ground. I'm just, yo, I'm not even gonna take the pencil. I'm just gonna leave it there. Is that right? Step over. You go first. Didn't you see the movie? He might wake up. I'm the first. Ready? One, two. I'm sure you have some primo stories about the sneak-in you'd like to share with us. Well, I think that the, um, the statute on this crime <laughs> hopefully has passed, and so we can, we can freely admit it because... Speak freely. I'm an expert. Oh, man. Kyle, I am an expert on sneaking in. Excellent. And boy, do I have stories for you. I've lost count. Kind of like the way you've lost count of <laughs> how many times you've seen Les Miserables and whatnot. I've probably lost count. But let me tell you something. Um, I don't expect, you know, the FBI or anybody to come knocking on my door or anything like that, but I'm an expert <laughs> because I consider the sneak in Kyle to be the equalizer between us, especially myself and Hollywood. Mm, in other words, to me, it's like revenge for all the, <laughs> for all the garbage, for all the money that they've taken from me over the course of my lifetime. Garbage like. I don't know, Green Lantern. Oh. The Amazing oh, Spider-Man, oh. 1 and 2, with Electro, with Jamie Foxx's Electro. Oh. Lady in the Water by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, man, Shyamalan. How to, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> what Women Want. You know, there's a cost here, and it mounts. And you didn't ask for your money back after seeing exactly. any of those films, so exactly. you're, it equalizes out here. You take it back. <laughs> 
You take it back vis-a-vis bootlegs. Oh, right? man. Oh, yeah, and, Ecuadorian bootlegs. And yeah. through the sneak-in. You so have to tell us about The sneak-in is the, is the great equalizer. But the one that really sticks out in my mind is um, New Year's many years ago with my friend Mike in Philly. You know, it's New Year's Day. I had no idea that going to the movies was a big thing on New Year's. Did you know that? Like, uh, even Christmas. It's become like this thing, right? Yeah, I think I've gone a couple times on like... Christmas or maybe Christmas Eve or something, but I don't know if I've ever done a New Year's or New Year's Eve show. Before. Well, this this is a thing, believe okay. it or not. Okay. All, right. All right, New Year's Day, Philadelphia, with my friend Mike. It was probably freezing outside. What are we going to do? Yeah, let's go to the movies. Fine. Yeah, why not? We go to the movies. The fucking place is packed. Are we going to wait on that line, Kyle? I'm guessing the answer is probably no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. A huge line. But we realize, oh, I don't want to wait on this line for tickets and then to get into the deals. We realized very quickly that the size of the line was overwhelming the staff. And we could probably just, boom, <laughs> right by, right? And I had done this before. And so I tried to work my criminal mastermind logic with my friend Mike. And so we're standing there trying to look nonchalant. You can imagine us posting up, right? Yes, I and can. And I'm, I'm whispering to him, yo, man, all right, so here's how, we're gonna, here's how it's going to go down. <laughs> You're going to do this. Well, I'm going to do that, da, da, da. We come to an agreement on the plan, right? Uh-huh. I do one last surveillance, Kyle, of Uh-oh. our surroundings. So I look, you know, I look away from him to the left, checking out the scene, and I'm talking to him, you know, as I'm facing one way, I'm, I'm sort of talking to him, all right, man, I think in just like 30 seconds we should be able to do it. What do you think? I turn back to my left to see if he's still there, gone. <laughs> <laughs> all I saw was his little head bobbing its way down the ramp because oh, he had to descend God. the ramp to get to the theater. He flat left me right there on the oh, spot. Oh, man, he bailed. And remember, this is before the days of cell phones. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, what do I do now? And so I had to just stand there and sweat it out. And finally, I just went for it. I had to duck under a rope even, which I didn't, <laughs> I didn't calculate that into the plan. Oh, Did like, you know what movie you guys were going to go see? Well, I saw, his, I saw the top of his, the crown of his head bobbing its way down to the entrance okay. ramp. So I knew, all right, he's he, going to Theater 3, whatever okay. it was. Right? But man, he flat left me right there on the oh, spot. But the straight, the straight funny. walk past, walk right past overwhelmed staff. You, you'd be surprised if you get away with it. Kids, <laughs> what is the most disgusting thing you've ever eaten at a uh, movie theater? Whether you snuck it in or whether you bought it. Simultaneously, the best and worst thing I've ever eaten at a movie theater is the movie theater hot dog. Ugh. You know the one. It's been sitting there rolling on that little aluminum tray. For God knows how long, and every time I go, I feel like I am always getting the movie theater hot dog, and it is always simultaneously amazing and a huge disappointment (laughs) at the same time. So what happens is it is a condiment delivery device. So let's break that down for a minute, right? The best part of the movie theater hot dog is when I load it up with ketchup, mustard, relish and oh they leave them out there for the taking this isn't even stealing they put them out there for you to take the jalapenos all those yummy jalapenos i will load that thing up with so many jalapenos you can't even imagine the the hot dog is a vector for you to take it advantage is a vector for the free condiments <laughs> <laughs> that are out there for the taking so the hot dog itself horrible probably poison who knows how how long it's been there, how bad it is. But the uh, the condiments and the uh, the endless jalapenos get me every time. Excellent. Love now them. what what is you, what has become your well you, is the hot dog now your your go to? Oh, it is almost it your is my go to, which is so sad. What's and your what's your what I is, probably need a physical medical <laughs> examination? Yeah, it sounds disgusting. Girl. 
<laughs> I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> the fact that you're eating. You're a looks, vegetarian. Yeah, the the fact that you're eating what looks like a a shriveled up pruned old person's overly <laughs> overly tanned finger in in between two pieces of stale bread. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you enjoy your free oh. veggies that you chuck on it. Yeah. I challenge our any of our audience members to have seen that one coming. That this guy is a vegetarian. Oh yeah, I think that's a many I years. Think that's now. a pretty big surprise. Many years. I'm, I'm a full right of surprises. Here. I'm full of surprises. Like your hot dog's full of fucking <laughs> shit. Right? All right. What? My, one time, I worked. I mostly worked in the theaters as an usher. And by the way, thank you to all the people who leave their candy behind because yeah, I eat it. <laughs> a couple of my usher friends are like, "You're disgusting." No way. I have faith in humanity. I don't think someone's sitting there eating their M&Ms, leaving 75% of the box behind at the end of the oh, night and going, you know what? I can't have anybody eating this rat poison time. You know, <laughs> It's fine. I would, oh, I would love it as an usher. I'd go up and down oh. the aisles, Kyle having to clean it. Oh, and I man. would, boxes of Skittles, boxes of M&Ms. Like, you wouldn't believe what people leave behind. I wouldn't. Tons I don't even know which one horrifies me more, what you just said. Your hot my dog. My hot dog experience. <laughs> I need the popcorn, but anyway. It's like, I need to talk to Upton Sinclair about those hot dogs. <laughs> Movie theater hot dogs. <laughs> the jungle. Anyway, uh, a couple of times I worked at the concessions. Yeah. And I was not very familiar with how things work. Mm. And so it gets busy. The line's crazy. People are, you know, losing their, their patience with me and whatnot. I need Coca-Cola yeah, now. Give me my soda. Give me my popcorn. <laughs> what the hell's taking so long? Fine. I'm sorry. Here's this. Here's I that. said diet. Yeah. There was one time working at the theater where I just kept serving Sprite. The Sprite was in high demand. This oh. night. Sprite, 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 Sprite after Sprite. And after a while, some guy came back and he's, hey, can you taste this? And he gives me the Sprite back. And I taste it and oh boy, it was disgusting. Uh-oh. It was straight syrup. Straight syrup. And I went to the back for like an hour and a half. I was serving people straight syrup. <laughs> <laughs> only, only one fucking guy complained. There must have been like 30, 30 some odd people spread out in various theaters that evening that were just drinking the thickest, oh no, no seltzer water, just thick as oh, concentrated Sprite. That is nasty. They might as well have been snorting it up their nose and injecting their veins. Oh Disgusting. my God. Uh, oh, that. Joining us is the absolutely wonderful Sonia. Say hi, Sonia. Hello, everyone. Yay! And uh, and we're really excited to have her here. <laughs> oh man! Yay! Yay. Right. Yay indeed! Inside joke. So, Misa uh, so Sosari. Oh my gosh! So bad. Uh, Surprise, James. <laughs> I really hate the movie Elf. Nope, because I hate it too. Yeah! Damn it! I. I Kyle, that movie got overhyped to me. Oh, I avoided seeing it so for years, bad. and it sucks. It's so it's garbage. bad. People are saying it's like the next like Christmas like film for I agree all time, with you. like yep. Christmas story. Fuck oh, no my way. God. Nope. I think it's terrible. It's garbage. I've sat through it like three times trying to give it a chance every time. It's and I hate it so much. It's, it's dumb. It's fucking dumb. Oh, yeah. man. I Surprise, James. I love the movie. Face off. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah! Four to oh, three! Hell. They, 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 the two of those assholes, the way they act in that movie. Oh, Nicolas Cage, it is. Oh my god. Interesting. You, you just That's added, my explanation you just, of it. You just added like an interesting psychological depth to movies like Parent Trap. Like these, these yeah. whole like, identity switch fucking pieces of garbage. <laughs> like Freaky Friday. <laughs> Face off is Freaky Friday with guns. It is. All right. 
You heard it here first. Shit. All right. <laughs> Surprise. I liked the Santa Claus. Shut the hell up. Yes. Shut the hell up. Starring Tim Allen. Tim the Tool Man. <laughs> you shut the hell up. Oh, my God. Should I explain why? You have to explain why. I think that's okay. the first time you've ever made me curse on this podcast, too. <laughs> Can I, can I can I unleash Agreed. the fury here now? You, you can. You're like a okay. just trapped hyena ready oh to strike. Oh my fucking god. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is travesty. This was complete buddy cop bullshit, this movie, <laughs> all right? This lethal weapon Shane Black buddy cop bullshit had so many fucking plot holes, including the biggest one. I'll just go to the biggest one, and then I'll really nitpick okay. the hell out of this thing. Uh, the initial attack on Tony's house. Why didn't he just activate the fucking suits? Remember the house party that happens at the end of the movie where, where he calls up 40-some-odd suits from the basement and they go flying to some fucking port in Miami and tear the whole thing down? Those were in his house when the hey, helicopters were coming busy, in. He was busy, all right? Those were, those were in his house. <laughs> it's not like construction continued after the attack and it was suddenly ready in Miami. They were in the house. They had a vault full of soldiers and, and, and instead threw a suit onto Pepper and had her save half That's true. Aaron wants to say do you something. Wanna, do you want to address this point now, or do you want to lay some more down? <laughs> I'm going to lay some more down. Okay. I'm going to lay some more down. I want right, to address it. Uh, all right. Why the fuck was the movie set at Christmas time when it was released in June? It's another cheap, lethal weapon, like, emotional play on things. <laughs> oh, this way I can have scenes set in the snow with lighting, and I can talk on people's emotional strings because there's a holiday going on, so tragedy during a holiday. Cheap shit. Um... <laughs> Uh, how about the, the you guys are talking about the writing? How about Iron Man calling a tiny little kid a pussy because his dad left? What a what an absolutely awful line! That that. that to me reeks of what a Tony you love that? what a love Tony that. Stark thing to no, say. No, no, because in the second <laughs> movie he was supposed to have come to some reconciliation with his dad. Like, oh, his harsh treatment of me, treat me, his harsh <laughs> treatment of me this whole time was meant to toughen me, and it was actually for my own benefit. Dad, I posthumously love you, blah blah. And then some other kid expresses similar feelings to him and he calls him a pussy to his face. Terrible writing, terrible editing. The, the Mandarin joke was a complete... That twist was a complete fucking joke. If you like that, I'm sorry, that was terrible. Um, having Iron Man be remotely controlled all of a sudden. So now Iron Man's not even in the suit anymore. You can see that these were bad ideas because they were immediately abandoned in all follow-up Iron Man stuff. Iron Man is no longer sitting happy in a booth with Google Glass wrapped around his face commanding remote robots. Mm. Bullshit. Uh, all right, last thing. Oh, first of all, the dumb fucking kid. Don't get me started. That's Flop Top from Jurassic World. Flop Top. Mm -hmm. Fuck that kid. It oh, was. let's go right after the target demographic by having some floppy-headed little prick in there, right? Who cries his way through half the scenes. Unbelievable. I am an... I Flop see Top was shelled in definitely to get the demographic Yeah, what an awkward shoe Make it relatable. Like, I could hang out with Tony Stark. And then finally, because finally, I don't want to <laughs> hog all the mic time here, but I'm on fire, baby. I'm on fire. If you can... If you can attack me on these, well done, but I don't think you can. <laughs> Pepper being the hero at the end. I am watching an Iron Man movie, all right? I don't want to see Tony making little smoke bombs out of Christmas ornaments and shit like that. I have... I want... The engineers. Oh, he's just fucking... <laughs> he's the huge side. It, to me, it seemed like the whole movie was done on a dare. Like, somebody dared Shane Black, yo, I dare you to not have Iron Man even be in an Iron Man movie, throw a kid in there... Have it during Christmas was, with a giant the, bunny rabbit. the first aspect of the first movie? The first thing he did was end up in the desert with nothing but his brain, and he had to, like, build something to get out okay, of it. Okay, we've established that already. Yeah. And you know what he did in the meantime between movie one and movie three? He built, like, 50 suits. That's true. And they're all waiting in his basement. That's true. Th that's the huge... I haven't got to say this in a while because okay. we haven't done a pure view. All right. 
Huge fucking plot hole. <laughs> Aaron. All right, cover some right. stuff, Aaron. So the thing I'm that stands done. out to me most, uh, yeah. in my notes, I have here written verbatim, uh, <laughs> hardware store secret agent. Awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. So as far as... So I'm, I'm looking at the third one. I see movie posters. I know the introduction of the Mandarin, who is Tony Stark and, and Iron Man's greatest nemesis. And I just want action, and instead I get a little kid and a, a Christmas theme and pepper pots and a sports bra saving the fucking day. How can you hate that? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Okay, what wait, we doing you here? had number two. Uh, you, had, you had number two on your list uh, as your second favorite, yes, right? Yes, I did. We had it as our last. So <gasps> give us, give oh, us any right. redeeming points. For Iron Man 2. Actually, before we talk about that, I want you to tell me something nice about Iron Man 3. Yeah. I have nothing, nothing. Oh, that not can't a single be true. Thing. Not a can't single damn thing. That's a think, think, Removing think his right chest hard. piece, that's fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> um, oh, my God. I, I don't even know. Like You might notice when his mind closes, it closes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's pretty it's hard. Cool. No, it was open, but they, they didn't put anything in it. Um, there's no advantage to having the Iron Man suit fly to you in little pieces, which is supposed to be his, like, revolutionary breakthrough in the third one. It worked quite well in Avengers. I know we weren't going to talk about it, but you can't ignore it. When he had the whole suit intercept him in mid-flight. How about, how like, about the, That worked pretty damn well. How about the continuity of building his character post-Avengers? Let's talk about that for a second. Did you like that they picked up there and had him be, like, affected by that and explore that a little bit with no, his character? No, I thought character? it was very awkwardly handled. Really? Very, like, he... I, I, don't, I thought it was a... Maybe it was a weakness in, in Robert Downey Jr.'s acting, but... Him sort of stumbling his way through the snow with the little kid in that neighborhood after finding out some clues. Like, I thought it was very awkwardly handled the way he slipped in and out of traumatic states and stuff like that. I, n nothing. I liked nothing about the movie. Nothing. Total garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even like that it was Iron Man and related to Iron Man in any way? Because it wasn't an Iron Man movie. So It was Lethal Weapon. <laughs> where where did you want the movie to go? Did you just want it to be like half action scenes of Iron Man blowing shit up? I, I wanted action, baby. Mm, I, I really did. I think we're did. seeing our, our demographic right. here. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, when yeah, Iron Man well. 4 is directed by Michael Bay, we'll give it <laughs> Oh, look at this <laughs> guy. <laughs> no, I think... Wannabes. Wannabes. What we, what we are. <laughs> Wannabes, what does that mean, James? You never used that as an insult when you were growing up? Yo, you're a wannabe. You're a wannabe. You guys are wannabe podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> for yourself now, right? Wannabe for yourself? Wannabe for myself. All right, All right. this is going to be really funny. But um, I would want to co-star in any film starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> I would want to co-star. Oh it would, along be, it with would him. be titled "Pretty Boy Duo." That's what, what an it would experience be. that would be! <laughs> All right, honey, baby. First, first question I have. This is for you. Lila, by the way, for those yes, of you that, that don't know. Um, Lila, this is this has come up on the podcast before, but I'm bringing it up because we're doing cold calls and we just need things to talk about, and it's very unstructured. So I'll just say this movie title, and you react. You ready? Brokeback Mountain. You see what I'm saying? Do you that see what I'm a, saying? That was a, a, a very heavy it. sigh. Because <laughs> I, I knew exactly, I don't know what the sigh was more for, my reaction to the movie or my knowing, like my predictability of exactly what he's going to say to me. <laughs> <laughs> We've yeah. met for a long time. Uh, no, I'm kidding. 
right, Kyle, spoil, spoiler alert for everybody. Uh, I want to tell this story because this is funny. James just disappeared one day and said he was going on vacation or something. Just disappears. And then comes back from what I understood was New York or was his his cover or anything. I don't even know if he really went there. And he comes back with a ring on his finger and he got married and didn't even tell anybody about it. Just out of the blue. What's all that about, Lila? Um, I supported his decision. I, I think I even met you while we were engaged and, and was, you know, complicit in the omission. Wow. In the cover-up. You guys are, uh, are are very interesting. Yeah, a lot of people like to, you know, tell people about that and get stoked. But James is a pretty pretty shy individual about his personal life here. Yeah, so. It's wow. a fantastic film. Really Emotional had me in tears at the end. James loved it. Loved it. Did James cry? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> he can call me Honey Baby and be sweet, but he's not much of a crier. Okay. Um, but unless if you want unless else, it's Patrick Swayze, then he'll just go to pieces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won't shut up. He, like, insults other people in the audience, and he insults the movie that there's something wrong. I'm just waiting for him to get his ass kicked, honestly, and I'll just... That does not surprise me at all, because I went and saw a, a baseball game with James. Uh, I guess we've seen a baseball game before. We've seen a movie together. Yeah. And James yelled at, like, some eight-year-old kids that were playing with some some noisemakers before the game had started. And this buffoon over here goes, hey, shut the hell up. What are you kids doing? Cut that shit up. Cut that out. Game hasn't even started yet. It does. Talk it does. To me like that. Oh my god. <laughs> um, John Goodman, his his character, I just love him because he's a total goofball and uh, he takes his job very seriously in a very humorous kind of way. Oh, there's I mean, so many <laughs> wonderful lines in that movie that he delivers about uh finding I shall find the alleged arachnid and I shall spritz him to kingdom come. <laughs> <laughs> he walks around with this spritzer, like spritzing all the spiders and stuff. Do you have like a crutch movie go-to for any occasion where you're like, I've been scrolling through Netflix for 30 minutes. You know the feeling. I don't know what to watch. Is there something you'll just put on, even if in the background while you try to think of something else to watch? Well, no. And I'll... <laughs> Hey, what a great podcast! Right? Excellent, yeah. No, Close, what a what a great open-ended question. <laughs> and no, well, on no. that note, uh... the, the, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Join us next time. No, if I'm all alone and and I, you know what, I don't have that very very many. Ugh, I don't have very many movies in my collection. Are we gonna edit that out? No. We're all right, not. you guys, keep, keep rolling. <laughs> oh wow, gee whiz, look at here. You know we're always fascinated when we find leg irons with no legs in them. Who held the keys, sir? Me. Where are those keys at? I don't know. Care to revise your statement, sir? What? You want to change your bullshit story, sir? Uh, he might have got out. He might have got out. What the hell is this? A minute ago, you're telling me he's part of the wreckage. <sighs> now he might have gotten All out. All right, listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Our fugitive has been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground bar and injuries is four miles per hour, and that gives us a radius of six miles. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, and doghouse in that area. Checkpoints go up at 15 miles. 
Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. You know, one of our listener males recently was, you can't talk about the same movies all the time, right? <laughs> that uh, was the, exactly how they said it. Yeah, too. Andrea. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway, you know who you are. And so you watch them stumble their way through it, or in the case oh, of Vince, yeah, Vaughn, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn? Did Vince you hear Vaughn. that? You have screwed up, I think, 95% Did you hear that? of Vince Vaughn? everybody's name we've said on the show. All right. So, uh, James, are you ready for Fast Forward Part 2? I've been ready. Okay, here we go. 30 seconds on the clock. <laughs> Three, two, one. Movie number 21 is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Team timeout. Team timeout. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I saw this one word, Thunderball, at number 30, and I just wrote, what? I have no idea. Now you're telling me it's a Bond movie? Bond Makes total movie. sense. I've never seen it. Yep. Oh, well. He strikes like Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek to me. Oh, it's such garbage because it eventually became a Broadway musical. Now, I am not Mr. Highbrow Entertainment by any means, <laughs> but I've been to good theater. Mm -hmm. And Shrek to me is very, that's why I say it's a poster child for the dumbing down of, of the United States and perhaps the world. Because <laughs> something that was once reserved, Broadway was once this, this stage, pun intended, of highbrow, very um, educated or, or sort of classic art form started having Shrek and Spider-Man and what the fuck else did they have that was just, ugh. And it's weird to me because these movies weren't made for kids. They had jokes in them that were complete. I never watched any of them fully, but I, I caught glances humor, of like yeah. Gap stores next to castles and, mm -hmm. you know, Eddie Murphy's the typical loud mascot, which maybe I am in this podcast. <laughs> but anyway, you get the idea. Oh, I fucking hate Shrek. Fuck you, Shrek. <laughs> God damn it, I hate it. And adults were, giving, here first. adults were giving each other like <laughs> toys, like here's a Shrek t-shirt. 50-year-old guys wearing Shrek t-shirts and oh, I'm from New York, so Jet fans, the whole Green Association, <laughs> like to watch grown men who are already dumbed down by football to like then do crossovers with a cartoon fucking ogre. Interesting. Oh, oh I hate do Shrek. Do I get a rebuttal? Kyle. Yeah, go. I think, what, I think what you say is totally uh, valid. Um, I would, I would liken to say it's just for fun. Of course, <laughs> but uh, the um, Home Alone. Okay, confession time, James. Yeah. All right. Guess what? I have never seen this all the way through. Yeah. Wow. I've caught I've caught glimpses of this on TV, uh, but when I was a kid growing up, um, it didn't really interest me. I was wondering why this kid was like hurting everybody <laughs> on screen all the time, and uh, I think my parents were probably like, mm, "Now nah, we'll pass on that one uh, <laughs> for him." But uh, yeah, I don't know. Never seen it. All Consider way yourself lucky because this movie's garbage. It's people it's, love this. Though, I right? know. I remember being a kid and I was about twelve when it came out, and it marked my transition. Me and my brother, I remember this clearly. It sort of marked our transition from <laughs> little kid, like dumb little gullible kid who will love anything with other kids in it, to like sort of cynical adolescent because we mocked it endlessly. Me and my brother, like, how the fuck could these guys? Not catch this little fucking kid. <laughs> Why is America so obsessed with this ugly little sickly pale faced jerk? Like, it, yeah, ding me. That's it. We're That's finished. It. That's all. It's funny. It's funny. I'm gonna take my time out right there because yes, I want to yes, ask. Want to ask you one further question? There's okay. like a billion sequels to this. Did mm -hmm. you see any of the sequels? No, no, no. Okay. And I didn't even see Home Alone when it came out. I didn't see it in the theater. 
I saw it much later as an adult when I found it was like I got it like out of sort of cultural curiosity. What the fuck were the people thinking, drinking, smoking back in 1990 that this kid was the face? Yeah. Like he was oh beloved. It's you know, he's whatever. It, it looks like the uh, the. And now the man who is kept oh, eerily silent the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, James. Your co-host. Your opening remarks, please. We shall see some dichotomy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I went into the theater hyped, Rick and friends. <laughs> I wanted to see this multiple times in the theater. I was really looking forward to seeing it in New York and in San Francisco. And about less than halfway through, I thought to myself, "Nope, this is garbage. Too much of everything." <laughs> Too much of everything. Too much like the original trilogy. I think that J.J. Abrams sat with a little notepad and rewatched the original three movies and just jotted down every little fucking thing that he liked about each one. Said, "I'll put that in there. I'll put that in there." Including Porkins, for Christ's sakes, Porkins was in it again. Yeah. Too many callbacks. Too many little tips that I had. Too many wise asses with their snappy little lines. Too much action. I could have used more development of these characters <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. The plot was flawed as all hell. The overused snitch angle. The junk dealer was a snitch. The pirates who were completely unnecessary were snitches. The woman at the cantina was a snitch. The force wasn't consistent. Rilo can fuck up everything in the world and freeze laser beams, but then he can't handle Finn at the end? Give me a fucking break. The final battle was rushed. Uh, the characters were flawed as all hell. Ha like, Leia was tough to like, listen to. And, and there was a guy with Death Star! <laughs> oh, I didn't even get all of it in. I had so much more to say, I can't wait to keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. Let's not forget that there was a third fucking Death Star. A third Death Star. And to me, um, actually, it was a Star Killer base. Well, what the retrofitted planet. To me, to me. But there were three Death Stars if you count the operational version of the Moth. Nice. Oh my god. Is it, whose turn is it here? <laughs> Wait, Actual, you, who's the host? Attack anyway. James. The Empire at that moment, when they when they released the information or the plans or they fucking revealed that there was going to be yet another mega weapon a la the Death Star, it, to me, reduced the Empire to. Wiley Coyote Looney Tune level of buffoonery. You know, like, and that, at that moment, Han, Leia, Chewie, they should have all broken down the fourth wall, looked at the audience, and been like, wah, wah, wah. like a stupid sound effect should have went off, and they should have given, like, the shrug of the shoulders, like, guess we'll hit the weak spot again, wink. Such Han Solo kind of does that. Such <laughs> fucking garbage. Um, yeah, that, that, like, and on a similar point, like they were able to build a third Death Star. I found it weird that they were the good guys were called the Resistance because they won last time. And so the Empire's like in shambles. The Empire's in shambles, but but when the Resistance shows up at the Cantina scene, the Resistance totally kicks their ass. So you think the Resistance has the upper hand in the galaxy and and the Republic? Well, but then the 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 bad guys have secretly been working on their buffoonish third Death Star, and they're the bigger threat. And so the like the who's got the upper hand slash who's the underdog here cycled through like three times in a fifteen minute period that I was like, you know, the original Star Wars it was clear the Empire is big and bad, and the Rebels are tiny and full of hope and ambition. This one the the Resistance was like awesome, and they were fucking. Crack pilots one minute, but then there were a bunch of chicken shits the next, and a planet is dying, and the Empire's back on top, all within like the final half hour of the movie. Garbage. Okay, quick. I'm just going to say that. Uh, I broke my pen, I was so mad. Oh, so mad! <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Give her a time. I'm just going to talk about Ray again. I know okay. this is I'm almost the no, that's okay. of this, but I. The reason why she means so much to me is because when I was 
when I was younger and no, she oh. Oh. I did that totally on purpose. Rick, okay. grab your lightsaber. Was younger, younger, that is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the token this is a comedy interrupting podcast. Interrupting the one woman. Wow, 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 interrupting wow. the one woman. Hey, you know what? All right, okay, okay, okay. As I'm trying to okay, talk when about you were, when you were young, yes, tell me, quick. We saw the previews and people were wondering, where is Luke? How come he's not in the poster? What, is, what does it mean? Like, I, you know, I will finish what you started. And I was thinking, you know what? If they're going to be really creative and do something interesting here, the finish what you started might be Luke operating from the inside of the Empire as Rilo, secretly taking Rilo. them down. Kylo. Kylo. Right. What did I say? Rilo right. Ken? Rilo, Rilo Kylie. Kylie. Whatever. Rilo okay. Kylie. Yeah. I, just, I just called it. Fuck him, right? One teaser that I was intrigued by is the fact that when Ray's having all her flashbacks, right, is that a voice is in the flashbacks and it's not, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, these are your first steps and it's Ewan McGregor's voice. That's pretty intriguing to me that Obi-Wan Kenobi might be her dad. Also, Obi-Wan uh, There you go, Ray. Take that. Yeah, see? That's kind of interesting. Still is garbage the movie, but hey. And thanks to <laughs> and thanks to <laughs> really, and I have some a big problem. Something I have a huge problem. Call with, me and that the is holocron because the answers are here. Yeah, <laughs> it's all this. It's all this like post hoc rationalization and explanation for, for like major plot holes and things that don't go explained. You guys essentially keep the the Star Wars myth and the BS afloat. I like Star Wars, but not this movie. You keep it afloat by explaining away every little weakness in the movie. I said, no, no, no. See, the thing is, that's covered in a book that no one ever really read before. Blah, blah, blah. And so all these plot holes are all these things that are never covered in the movie. Like the, the dynamics. Internet. Like it's the called di the New York Times bestseller list. It's called, it should be covered in the fucking movie because you're watching a movie. It shouldn't have all these. Thank you, Rick. It shouldn't have all these like weird inconsistencies. Like, for, for further clarification as to why uh, they're still around and why they still have Nazi fa fucking powers and blah, blah, blah. Reference manual, la, 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 la. Get the fuck out of here. That, like, that's bullshit. You should, a good movie should be able to stand on its own and explain a lot, not need all these little offshoots. Second me, point, me, wait, 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 second wait, point. Wait, 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 wait. All right, all right. <laughs> Damn, I, I only got like say, 10 second bursts. Everything that Josh just said in his thing I picked up from just watching the movie. Yeah, same. Bullshit. It's all there. You were so checked Okay, so you've all seen it multiple times, so you've been able I've to seen be like. once. Yeah, because what's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be my friend. Anyway. <laughs> At the beginning, we see him. And he's a, a confused soldier, and he's he's going to be a conscientious defector, right? And he, you know, gets up the courage to break a prisoner out and get him to fly out of there, and they have a little bit of a bromance. I, I hate those terms, but whatever. Yeah, they, we have a bromance. They're like, shit. For me, Star Wars has always been bigger than the movies. Uh, my parents met because of Return of the Jedi. Like, oh, it's a major part of what my life. nerd! So when Jay, conception when was nerdy. That conception, that would be weird. Um, I said met. Okay. Um, are your parents hot and Leia? Which? Are you kind of right? Rilo Ken, actually. Rilo Ken. You are right. I don't even know which one's right for my, for my two cents. Well, I think you can tell from episode one and episode two of this podcast, I thought this movie was total garbage. Here we go. I thought that J.J. Abrams proved himself to be a worthy one-dimensional lapdog director for the Mouse Empire. Jesus uh, That's I'm, good. I, I like yeah, that line. I, I was there when he coined Yeah, here we go. He's imagine like, if you will, the meeting between Disney executives, or the, the, the Mouse Empire, and J.J. Here's how it Hey, J.J., can you make us a safe, easy, no-risk movie so we, Disney, can sink our 
greedy little rat claws into yet another generation <laughs> to keep our global sweatshops going from everything from book bags to entire theme parks? Can, can you do that for us, JJ? And yes, my mouse master, I can. Oh, my uh, mouse yeah, yeah. It writes itself! Hey, I still got 30 seconds. <laughs> A lazy, cheap cash grab. That's all this movie was. And here's my here's what I'm going to close with. And I, I talked to Andre about this. If Star Wars, if the movies were, were a book, right? That had seven chapters. It was a seven chapter long book. And three of the seven chapters had the same plot, characters, villains, daddy issues, sand planets, and a mega weapon with a silly little weak spot. You would, in reading the book, you would say, this book fucking sucks, and you chuck it in the incinerator. All right? Wow. But since we're like, really, since we willingly have like cultural amnesia, you could sell us the same product every 20 or 30 years. Everybody will ah, love it to death, a la Jurassic Park. And that's what you get. Fucking reruns. And I don't have this Star Wars nerd bias, no offense, John. You also don't have any more time. I am, yeah. <laughs> I am a movie cynic. And if you don't think this is a cheap fucking cash grab, look at anything around you when you step out of this place tonight. Everything is a Star Wars product for sale, including fucking pet toys. And I'm packs. done. I have now seen a few of Kyle's, what would we call them, homemade movies? What do you want to call them? I don't know. Anyway, I've seen some call of Kyle's. Them garbage. <laughs> <laughs> From what I know. It's a very schmaltzy idea. Oh, yeah. Heavily schmaltzed uh, with a Will Smith performance. Everything about it when I saw it, I was like, blah, pass. <laughs> so, uh, so that is... Surprise, Kyle. I really like one-hour photo. Yeah, I'm sighing because I'm thinking about how I didn't like that movie. So, yeah, yes. you get a point for nobody that. Nobody likes that movie. <laughs> Kyle, nobody well, likes that movie. Well, maybe somebody should take a hint. <laughs> oh, shit. Surprise, James. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the film Gravity. Did you no, see that? No, not surprised. That's, that's a good movie. I'm not surprised. Oh. Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Huh. No? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Surprise, Kyle. I, oh, this is no good, but I'm going with it anyway. Okay. The entertainment value is too good. I thought Passion of the Christ sucked. <laughs> well, you and everyone else in the world. Shit. <laughs> well, why did it sell so many tickets? I have, it, you That's did, not a surprise, right? it had a right? market, yes. Fuck that Sorry. Movie. Sorry, man, yeah. I, oh, my God. You know, in this podcast, <laughs> I've talked a lot about cheap. I've made a lot of movies. I've criticized a lot of movies about being cheap, like mm -hmm. Inglorious Bastards mm -hmm. and Star Wars. How right. every time we dip into the well that is Nazis or the bad guys uh -huh. is cheap. Well, the flogging of a phony fucking space god is cheap. <laughs> this movie is fucking cheap. Try to drag us all on this guilt trip of... Oh, what bullshit. So here's... Fictional bullshit. <laughs> yep. There you have it. There it is. <laughs> We're gonna... I guess we end Best of Loud and Set Volume 1 on an anti-religious rant. Hey, there you go. So, something, of course, you would expect from <laughs> James over here. Woo. Wow. Uh, a lot of memories coming out in that. Oh, man. I did some. It was beautiful compiling it all, Kyle. It really was. To relive it all is great. So much fun. And with that, of course, we're out of time. Thank you all so much for listening to Best of Loud on the Set, Volume 1. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. A lot of people watch movies on Thanksgiving. Maybe you'll watch a good movie tonight surrounded by good family, friends, whomever you have with you. So go enjoy your Thanksgiving, the rest of your week. See some good movies, and we'll be back next week with a fresh new episode. See you later.
and cut.